It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 
predicting at least a little bit closer series between them and the Pacers, but now the Bucks are finally taking care of them, and I'm at least happy about that because I got something right about the Celtics finally. But, yeah, I mean, up by 12 now, looks like they're about to go in the half, and the Bucks just look so dominant. And, I mean, they they really are looking like finals contenders. Um, I, I, I like, especially with what we've seen with the Warriors in the past few games, I almost think that they're the favorite to win the finals now. I don't know about you. The favorite? I mean, the Warriors, are they even getting out of this series? That's the real question. I think the Bucks are definitely the favorite right now. Oh, man. Come on, Isaiah. And I'm I'm less confident about Okay, I'm not we're not even gonna get the six into the Sixers yet. I still have them Ooh, in the say Eastern that for later, say that but, for later. But I'm just saying I, I originally thought Bucks would win the Eastern Conference Finals in seven. I think it might even be less now. I think they they look dominant. I think they might take care of business a lot easier than I expected next round. And I, I think they're I think they're slight favorite right now for the finals. But honestly. the Warriors are still the Warriors. The Warriors are the same yeah, the same team that's just lost two in a row. To the Rockets. So a great Rockets team that might even beat the, the Rockets might even beat the Bucks. The Rock no the you think the then Rockets maybe. can beat the Bucks? Then maybe. if the Rockets can beat the Bucks, then they then by that logic they're almost for sure gonna take out the Warriors. Why is that by that logic? Because the, the Bucks are, are a better, better team. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, just based off the last week or so, doesn't seem like it. But the Warriors are playing against a tougher opponent. It's not even close. The Rockets, the Rockets are that much better the Celtics? than the Celtics? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think the Rockets are are better than the Celtics, but not by that much. I mean, they're both. Oh, I think it's pretty substantial. I mean, the the they both ended with the four seeds in their uh, conference, and I know like I know the Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference, but I I don't think they're that much better. Uh, I mean, they they're just they're two completely different styles of teams, so kind of hard to compare. But I just I think. I don't think that they're playing too much more difficult of competition. I mean, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I mean, you have an MVP contender on the Rockets. Yeah, but I mean, he's kind of the only, their only player. I mean, not their only that, player that gets that does anything with the ball. I mean, because it's the offense is run through him, and so it's run through him. But you still have Chris Paul. You've Tucker, you Gordon. Oh, I know, I know. These I, guys on the on the Celtics aren't showing up. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm saying yeah. I think the Rockets are a really good team, and I think they're better than the Celtics. But all I'm saying is that I know the Bucks have played not as good of a team, but even playing a team that's not quite as good, they've looked so much more dominant that I think that they look like the best team in the NBA right now. <laughs> if the Warriors were in the Eastern Conference right now, when they were going up against the Celtics, it would have been a sweep. Maybe, yeah, I, maybe. The Warriors maybe, are a seventy-three win team that has added Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe what they have this year. I mean, they're not seventy-three win team anymore. They're fifty-seven wins this year. But they very well could. They're not. They're not trying to win seventy-three games. They don't need to. They were still the number one seed. They're playing for the for the playoffs. Yeah, I I mean yeah, but that's still a sixteen win difference, and I I mean they're they're not as dominant as that team was the seventy three nine and which I mean was crazy because I wasn't that was the team that lost the final finals wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that was crazy, but I know I this team 
just they obviously they have 16 less wins and they they've been struggling in their first two playoff series they're, they're not the same team even though they have Durant now they aren't looking like quite the same team Curry has not looked like your typical MVP legendary Steph Curry and there I mean all these games have been close but the Rockets yeah I mean the Rockets have been looking like the better team and I'm not going to say the Rockets aren't a good team, and I'm not going to say they're not better than the Celtics. I think they are. But I don't think that the Rockets would beat the Bucks. And who knows? Maybe that maybe we'll see that happen. But Listen, all I'm saying is I think the Bucks look like the best team in the NBA right now. I'm telling you right now, the Warriors will win tonight. Uh, we'll see. Okay. The Warriors, doesn't matter if it happens in Game 6 or Game 7, they're going to win the series, and they're going to win the Western Conference Finals. And then they're going to win the finals. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the most likely. I but think you just said that the the Bucks are the favorite. No, 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 no. That's that's most likely. It's most likely going to be a Warriors Bucks uh, finals. I didn't, I didn't mean that. La- the because you said that the, you think they'll still win the finals, right? Yes. No, I, I, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks look like the better team right now. Yeah. I think those. I think the Warriors. Here's my prediction: Rockets Warriors Game Fives tonight. I think the Warriors will take that one, and I think the Rockets will go back home and take it. I think it'll go seven, and it'll be a tight. I think it'll go seven. And I think it'll be a tight game seven. I, I think the Warriors will come out of it, but just they don't seem like the godly Warriors that we're used to seeing. And whether they play the Nuggets or or the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals, I think they'll I think they'll struggle a lot. And Cousins supposed to come back too, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean Cousins. When when is he supposed to come back? I I didn't I don't know about a specific date, but um, I thought he was out for like no, the whole playoffs. I, I heard reports that he's he's supposed to be coming back. Oh, I mean that yeah, that'd be a big difference maker for sure. Um, that that'd give him a lot better shot against the Bucks for sure. But I don't know if that's gonna happen. And if it doesn't, I think the Bucks are the favorite right now, just based off what we've seen. I don't think they're the favorite, but I think they'll have a better shot. Than um, than uh, the Cavs did last year. I think they match up interestingly because of the way that Giannis plays, and it does say I I have the report here. Uh, the Marcus Cousins could return this postseason. So could return. Okay. Could. Yeah, and th- an yeah, option. that that'd be a if if that happens, that would be huge, and that would definitely change things. But it would still. I mean, the Bucks have been so dominant. If Cousins comes back, I mean, will he be? I mean, will he have the same impact he had before the injury? Probably I mean, not. Right, and even if he comes back, I think it'll be really close. Right. And I, I'm too I'm, bad we won't be on here to talk about it when I can say is, I told you so. That is too bad. But we can talk about how I told you so about the Sixers and how I told you so about Portland. I I don't know about that. It's it, okay. Both those teams last night. Look dominant in their game fives. The Raptors over the 76ers and the Nuggets over the Blazers. But when you think about it, since so, both those series were 2-2, we're now in three-game series for each one. They're, it's best out of three for each uh, of those series. And both the home teams took care of business at home, which, I mean, that's not that unlikely. I think both I – th- I like the 76ers and Blazers going back home and winning game six. And then it all comes down to game seven. So, yes, they have the lead right now. And, yes, I know those are the teams you picked, both of them. But it's far from over. 
here's what I have to say. Kawhi and I are laughing at you and the Sixers. And I'm going to play a little... <laughs> this is... Oh, God, the, the laugh. <laughs> you can't hear it, but Kawhi is laughing at you. Kawhi is going to demolish the Sixers. The Sixers look like they're scared. Why? From one game? They got beat by 39. One game. They didn't look good in game four either. You know, 82% of the time, the series is tied 2-2. And whoever wins the fifth game goes on to win the series 82% of the time. Yeah, I mean, that's a high stat. It makes sense. Simmons but... is not balling. Yeah, Embiid, made the last two games. Embiid is is crippled. He's compl- he keeps complaining about, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick. I have tendonitis, I have laryngitis, I have upper res- respiratory tract infection. All these excuses. He, If you're going to play sick, don't walk in there with a bad attitude. He walked in there like you look like the walking dead. <laughs> What kind of, you know, attitude of your star player is contagious and infectious. I'm not talking like he's infectious, like he's going to get the whole team sick. He might. Wouldn't that be funny? The whole 76ers team got sick. Maybe they put them out of their mercy. Oh, out of they their mercy. They are not going to win this series. They are a sorry basketball team. They do not cohesively fit together, and they are not clutch. I disagree. I disagree. I mean, they. Well, then shouldn't they win the series? Yeah, I I still think they'll win the series. They're not. I still do. I know. I yeah. The Raptors have won two straight, but now they're going back home. Backs against the wall. I think this is where their clutch gene comes out tomorrow night in Philadelphia. I'm loving them for that game. And and yeah, Toronto looked really good at home last night. And game seven will they be tough. By thirty nine. Yeah, I know. And I'm saying game seven will be tough. What what if there isn't a game seven? There will be. Just wait. There'll be game seven. They'll go back to Toronto. And I think they'll be coming off a lot of momentum, winning at home. And it'll be a close game seven. I, st- I like the 76ers still. All I'm saying is, Ben Sim, your, your star player in beat is hurt. Wouldn't you think that Ben Simmons would step up and say, okay, I had to take on the offensive low, low Joel's hurt. How many shots did he take last night? Uh, Five. Isn't I mean, he an all-star? Not, Simmons? He's I mean he's not he's not a great shooter. That's not really his role. I mean So all-stars don't hoop, score the ball? I mean, yes, but not it doesn't have to be their primary. I mean, look at like Well he didn't look do at, much of anything else either. He didn't have double figures in yeah, assists. I, he, he had a, a triple single last night. Yeah, I know. And I mean a triple <laughs> single. And every yeah, when he's not performing like that, yeah, they lose. But it's not like it's his ne- necessarily his role to be scoring, even if, even if he's an all star. I mean, look at play someone like Chris Paul, who he makes his he's money off assists right year. now. I know, but he has perennially perennially been so when one. He was an all star. He was a scorer. Yeah, and I, I'd love to see him shoot it more. But now he's on a Rockets team that's tied with the Warriors two two, and he's passing the ball all the time. And I think that's more Simmons' role when he's not shooting because he's not a great shooter. I I, I want to see him drive the ball to the hoop more because that's where he is. Giannis a great shooter? He's better than Simmons. Not by much. So, yeah, and and he makes his money by driving the ball to the hoop. And so I'd love to see Simmons do. 
he should do the same thing. But why I, isn't he? I don't know. I'll but tell he you will. why. He will. He will. When? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, their backs are against the wall, and he he realizes that. I'm gonna tell you why he's not driving in the hoop. It's because Joel Embiid is clogging the lane. You need to make big changes with this 76ers team over this upcoming offseason. Last year they lost to a depleted Kyrie Irving and Gordon Haywardless Celtics team that they should have not lost to. He's had Embiid and Simmons, the rookie of the year. This year they're about to lose to Kawhi-led Raptors team, which does not have as good of a roster as they do. They have Embiid. They have Simmons. They have Butler. They have Harris. And they have Redick. Exactly. What an all-star lineup that's going to win tomorrow night. Then why, are they, why haven't <laughs> they been winning if they're so good? I'm telling you, you can't have Simmons and Embiid on the same team. They're going to lose this series, and this offseason you have to trade away Embiid. What about Simmons? What about trading away Simmons? No. Why not? Because Simmons is... is Less injury prone. He is a higher potential. And Bede keeps getting hurt and he keeps getting sick. And he's clogging. You can't have Simmons and Embiid in the same team. Is there an Embiid-like player that plays with Giannis all the time? No. Everybody clears out and Giannis has the paint open to drive. And if, he, if, if, it, if he's covered, he passes out to some shooters. Yeah, but trade and beat away and get some shooters. They can't operate on the same team. Yeah, I know. I I think Embiid should work on his shooting in the offseason for sure. I mean, he's not a, he's not a horrible he's not a horrible shooter for a big man. But with the Bucks, they have a lot of big men that have that used to play more post roles and they've had to adapt and become shooters. Like and, Lopez. Yeah, like Lopez. I mean, he That's shoots a three guy. all the time now. Ilyasova. I mean, he's, he's better not than a, a sh- big man. He's a wing. Miritich wing. No. He's a are... power forward wing. He, he shoots more and he drives. Yeah, he's but... Not, he's not sitting in the paint like Embiid's going to sit in the paint. Yeah, but I mean, I think that if... if I, I, I think Simmons and Embiid should both stay. And I think Embiid should... Or Simmons should learn to be a little bit of a better passer. But yeah, yeah, Embiid should also learn to... I mean, I think he should work on his shooting a little more, but also clear out the lane a little more. If they could do that, they'd, be, they'd work really well, for but sure. But Embiid is good at being in the lane. Why are you going to take him out of it? Well, because, I mean, you can't just do the same thing every time. I think it should be a, like a bit of switching off. Like, have a bit of a strategy. Sometimes yeah, have him be down low. Why they out until this point? I don't know. Maybe I should be the coach and tell them these things. You should, well, I'll tell you what. After they lose the series, Brett Brown's gone. Really? Brett Brown so? is gone. Absolutely. He's, he's Yeah, but I mean, he's taking them to the playoffs multiple times. Whereas, how are you not making a? How would you not make the playoffs of this team? You and I could coach that team, and they make the playoffs. Yeah, I know, but still, I mean, they. How long has he been on the team? I don't even know. For I don't know for a while, but because they went year, from they, they, one of the worst teams to all of a sudden because they got Embiid and Simmons, two all stars. Last year they should not have lost to the Celtics. Bad loss, bad for Brett Brown. This year they should not be losing this series, especially after the addition of Butler and Harris. They added these guys so that they can win now. And they're about to lose now. He's gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they. 
what do you know what seed they were last year? Were they were they a three last year too? I'm not sure. Because I I mean he brought this team. I I know it's especially in the NBA. It's I, I think NBA is a sport where the coach probably does the least, but. So, so I mean, by that, yeah, it is a lot of the players that got them to these playoff spots. But I don't think they'd necessarily give up, give up on him now. I mean, after taking him to the Eastern Conference semis again. and He's not making the team better. He's, they're underperforming, and he's not helping any of the players become better players. Look at the Bucks coach, Boonhoser. As soon as he came onto this team this year, Giannis has been an extraordinarily better player than last year. Brett Brown... Had, wasn't able to have that effect on Markel Fultz. Whether that's his fault or not, who knows? Markel Fultz might be a different pro, a different issue. But with two young, talented guys that can beat and Simmons on, he's not really made them that much better. And they're underperforming. They have the second-best roster when you're looking at the eye test in the league. They have no chemistry. They don't play well together, and that's because of the coach. Or... Because Embiid is clogging the lane and Simmons Simmons has not made the play the way that he's he's being coached to play right now, which is also on the coach. He's gone. They're gonna lose. I don't care if it's tomorrow or if it's in game seven. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not as opposed to the idea of, of him being gone. I I don't I, I don't I think to me it seems not as likely as him staying, but I I I could see it. Because yeah, I mean they have they on paper they do have such a great lineup, and yeah, and it might be that the coaching when it's at, when they're at this great of a lineup, and if big if if they lose this series, then yeah, that does look bad. So I'm not I'm not ruling that out. It's it's definitely possible. But what I will say though, for what we were talking about a little bit earlier, there's been a lot of talk about whether to get rid of if they're gonna get rid of someone if it's gonna be Simmons. Or Embiid, but I honestly, if I was the Sixers management, I think I'd keep Embiid because you get rid of Simmons. Yeah, I, I honestly, I well, I think I would keep both of them honestly, but if I had to get rid of one, I think I'd get rid of Simmons because Embiid. I I think it's more important to have such like such a good, promising big man like Embiid, and if you can find a point guard that's available that is a good passer that can get it the ball to him a lot, I think that's all they'd need. I think it'd be easier to find that than finding one of the great big men that is, is such a presence down low and can also shoot a little bit further out sometimes. I I, I just think he's a bit more of, you know, like a an asset to their team, whereas you could find another point guard that is a good passer to give him the ball a lot. So I I think if anyone they'd they'd but get Simmons rid of Simmons. is more in the point guard. That's not why they're losing. It's because Simmons can't get Embiid the ball. Look, Embiid's a better player now. In the long term, Simmons I think will be a better player. Embiid is hobbled by injury. It's gonna plague his career, I think. And. He's pretty much, at least in my opinion, reached pretty close to his full potential. How much better? What else could Embiid do to to be that much better? Become a better shooter. He's a pretty good shooter. Right. And if he can become as good of a shooter as other some of those other big men have worked on, like Brooke Lopez, for example, then I, I think that's the next level. I th- and I think he can reach that level. I mean, he, he'll hit open threes now, and I think he can become an even better shooter. And if they had a 
better point guard to pass on the ball. I think he can put up huge numbers every okay. night. So a better point guard, Ben Simmons is better. A, better passing point guard. He has a lot. He average. He has a lot of assists. Yeah, but I mean, like in the playoffs, he hasn't had that many. And and again, I I, I don't really think they should get rid of either of them. I'm just saying, okay. if you had to, then you get rid of the point guard. My point about Simmons is he's younger. Yeah, and I'm, he remind. Wait, wait. He reminds me a lot of Giannis. If you look at Giannis's numbers when he was Ben Simmons' age, and you look at Ben Simmons' uh, numbers now, they're very similar. And Simmons has the edge in terms of assists. Simmons averages eight. Giannis only averaged four back then. Well, Simmons is the point guard. Giannis isn't. Okay. It's more of a point well, guard role. Well, fine. They still have, they still have, like literally the exact same numbers at the age. For sh- for scoring. Yeah, scoring, field goal percentage, rebounding. I had it. I don't have it to show you now, but I, I swear to God, I I looked it all up early. So I don't need to fact check you there. No, no <laughs> fact check. I promise. <laughs> so here's the thing. You don't find guys that are legit 6'10 and have speed and are able to handle the ball and drive very often. There's only really two guys like that in the league, Simmons and Giannis. So now, if you get rid of this guy, it might plague you because this guy has the potential to be a Giannis-like player who is an MVP caliber player this year. He might win the MVP. If you use him right, if you space the floor, and imagine if Ben Simmons gets a jump shot. Yeah. Oh, imagine that'd be if amazing. he works on his jump shot, he's going to end up better than Embiid. You could build around Simmons more. Give Embiid away, get some picks for him, get some shooters for him, and then space the floor and let Simmons run the show. No, see, this is, this is why. I, this is why. Like I said, I think if anyone Simmons, but I don't think they should get rid of either of them. If they both worked on, if they both took the Bucks method and kind of copied it, if Simmons, if they both worked on their outside shooting more, and <clears throat> Embiid was able to clear out more, and they could switch off with Embiid being low and Simmons passing to him, or Simmons driving with Embiid giving him space, they would be they they would be Bucks level. If Simmons can get to that level that, that Giannis is at right now. So I don't think they should get rid of either, either of them. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think they're going to get rid of either of them. Because I think they're going to make the wrong decision. <laughs> but well, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see in a couple of years then. <laughs> I just want to backtrack a little bit to the Celtics. Um, Kyrie has not been having a good series. Mm-hmm. All year he was set. Well, first off, he left the, he left the Cavs to, to find the team where he's the man. And all year he's saying, oh, don't worry, when the playoffs come, I'll take care of everything, right? He's saying stuff in the <clears> press <throat> conference like, I'm a basketball genius, I should be taking more shots. Um, who cares how I'm, Who cares that I'm not shooting well at a, at a good efficiency? I'm curious to see his future and how his stint with the Celtics will uh, affect his legacy. Because I'm hearing all these reports now of, him going and joining up with KD. I've even heard uh, the idea that he might go and join LeBron in L.A. If he does either of those things, he's no longer the alpha dog on the team. He's no longer the guy. So is this him conceding that he can't be the alpha dog or he doesn't want to be the alpha dog anymore? Or what does this say about his career after the sin of the Celtics, I don't really have a clear. I don't have a clear answer, but 
I know for sure if he goes in place of KD or LeBron, he's no no he's no longer the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think that he's starting to realize that he has to play with another mega all star along his side. I, I think he's starting to realize that he's not quite LeBron or quite Giannis or someone that one of those players that can lead a team and be that alpha person. And I, I think it, I think he's finally starting to realize that. I mean, he's playing against the Bucks, where he had one great game, and then ba- they basically fallen apart since then. I think, yeah, I think he's realizing that he he can't lead a team by himself like he originally wanted to, and that he's gonna have to concede and play along with someone like a KD or a LeBron or someone. Yeah, I I think that's definitely what he finally is realizing. So do you think? That helps his legacy because he's he's realizing and he's he's reached a greater maturity now that he he doesn't want to just do it himself or 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 what? I think I think he'd have to come out and actually, for one thing, I think he'd come have to come out and actually say that, where like say something along the lines of like it's not all me like like if if he goes to like a team with LeBron or someone saying, like, I think what we can do together will be better than what I can do on my own. I think if he said something like that, that would help him a lot. But the other thing I'm thinking about is just what we've seen historically. Him being in that point guard role, it's hard to be, as a point guard, the one player that is the alpha te- is that alpha player that leads these great legendary teams for to different championships. Like, I mean, all these great players that we see are like LeBron and KD, where they're bigger. They're, I think they're it's a different position. I don't think point guards quite have like the skill set to be like an, like that best player that leads teams to championships. You know, that don't have a a big star with them to help. Exactly, exactly. Like, I mean, who's a point guard that didn't have a great supporting cast that led their team to multiple championships? I can't really think of any. Well, not championships, but Derrick Rose did have that one MVP season. Right, and one year, and then they lost in the right uh, playoffs. I mean, Magic Johnson had people around him. Steph has people around him. Exactly. And I guess you're right. Um, yeah. So I just... Westbrook couldn't do it himself. And he's tried <laughs> time after time. You have and now to he's George and he still can't do it. Yeah. So I think I think these I I don't think the point guard position is quite built to no matter how good you are I I just don't think point guards can be the best player and do it all by themselves I think I I just think because those bigger players like LeBron and KD I think just because they're bigger and they they can run the point and also run forward or center I think that's what makes them so they can lead teams in a way that point guards can't. I, I think this does, though, considerably knock him in terms of where he ranks amongst the best players in the league. He's still up there, no questions asked, but Kawhi's the alpha dog. He's leading this team. Kawhi's probably better. Giannis yeah. doesn't have, really have that many other... He doesn't have a megastar with him. He's probably better. Lillard doesn't really have it like McCollum. Yeah. He's, he's not a, you know... Right, but... He might be better. But they, know? I mean, they haven't made... And that's the thing, like, like that's a good example. Lillard is a point guard, and he's the best player on that team. But, I mean, they haven't even made the Western Conference Finals. And I still think they will this year. But, I mean, it's it's just tough, you know? Yeah. When you don't have that supporting cast. I mean, especially when your supporting cast is a shooting guard 
Because, I mean, yeah, McCollum's probably the next best player on the Blazers. And yeah. he's, like, he almost might be smaller than than Lillard. I mean, a little bit taller. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, the same size. So, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's tough for them. I'll tell you what, these these... The answer to these the answers to these questions are really going to be hashed out uh, when we see what happens in free agency and and next year mm-hmm. when we come in in the summer all that stuff will be figured out probably by our first show yeah and that'll be really interesting thing to talk about how the dynamics of the league have changed after this free agency and I really think that things are going to get shaken up a lot mm-hmm. yeah especially the draft too the lottery's Tuesday Ooh. oh wow. I hope my yeah, Knicks. I hope my Knicks get number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man! But yeah, I mean, I just I, I definitely think that the right move would be to leave, and go on to one of those teams. I mean, people aren't gonna like him for it. He's, he'll get hate for leaving the Celtics, a team that's in the upper half of playoff teams, to Katie go to a good team. Katie and LeBron got hate for for stuff too. Oh, I don't think these oh, guys ex- really care that much anymore. Exactly, exactly. And so, I just when you think of the great point guards in history. I mean, like like Stockton, you consider him probably one of the best point guards in history, and he made his money off assists to Malone. And so, uh, point guards, they can be great shooters, Magic. but they got a, they got another role. Magic, Magic had some players with him, he had some ballers. Exactly. I mean, he had Jabbar. I mean, all, I mean these point guards, they, they can't do it on their own. They can be great shooters like Kyrie is, but I mean, they got another role. They got to have that supporting cast. So that's what I have to say about that. And I know we, we've gone around in circles a lot, and we've talked basically all the series except for the Nuggets-Blazers. Get into that a little bit. I know the Blazers, They it was, it was kind of weird last night watching both of those games. It felt to me like I was watching the same game on repeat. And it, That's it, a great way to describe it. I mean, they seem like, like, they seem like video games <laughs> where one person knows how to play and the other person doesn't. I mean... They were really bad, yes. Yeah. And tomorrow, I think we'll see the opposite. I don't. I don't think there'll be blowouts, but I think the Seventy Sixers and Blazers will win. And I just think after what we saw with the Bla, I mean, this Blazers Nuggets series has been so competitive, and I just think Damian Lillard has that clutch gene, especially at home. I, I know they lost Game Four at home, and they didn't look good last night, but. I have a lot of faith in them at home. I think they'll put it together, and if I'm, I'll be completely honest on the air. I think the Blazers have the better chance than the Sixers, out of my two predictions to make it to the conference finals. Oh, you're backpedaling! No, 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 no. I'm. I still you like were the Sixers. All in on the Sixers. I, I still am. I still am. But I think, I think the Blazers have been a little more competitive, and I like them a little more. But I still think both of them will make it. But I like the Blazers a little more. All those games besides last night have been so competitive. And, uh, yeah, Bla- I mean, Damian Lillard, you, you talk about clutch gene. I mean, he hasn't had his Dame Lillard. this season. I mean, this this. Oh, off. yeah, I know. He hasn't shown it yet. He hasn't had his Dame moment yet this series. Like he did the, five, the three against the Thunder last season. I mean, he always has those moments. I think it's coming tomorrow night. And I think there's another one, game seven. I, 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 I like their chances. For sure tomorrow. I for sure think they win tomorrow. And I think that it'll be a close game, game seven. 
And I, I like I like the Blazers there. I think Dame will have another great game. I think Damian Lillard is about to go off the next two games and send the Blazers to the Western Conference Finals. I just want to let you know, you keep saying the Sixers and the Blazers are going to win. The Statistic-wise, the chance of it happening is 3%. Just letting you know. Yeah, but I mean that's that's based that's just based off history. That's yeah, yeah. And but math. that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't. I mean that doesn't really matter though. For the I mean that's I I don't really care. This is gonna be that three percent. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I'm just letting you know. I think my 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 prediction is sixty seven percent. I just it, I know game five is always so important, and both my predictions my predicted teams lost them. Yeah. But when you look at it as what I'm liking to look at it right now as a best of three series, yeah, they lost the one on at the first one on the road. I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think they'll win theirs at home, and then it'll just all be right, all down to game seven. I, I don't look. That's your prediction. That's fine. I'm just letting you know the the magnitude of the <laughs> of the upset that you're predicting here <laughs> here on the radio show. That's all. Yeah, I know. I know, but. I'll tell you what, the Nuggets look like a team, man. Yeah, oh, I know. They looked really good. They look sure. like a team. Like, everybody's, you could, you could complain about the Sixers not looking like a team and not being cohesive. The Nuggets may not have as many big names as a team like the Sixers, but they move that ball and they work like a well-oiled machine. Millsap, Craig, Jokic, Harris, Murray, that's starting five. They all know their role. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, They've been that, playing that, that, together for a little while now. Maybe that's another argument to be made. Maybe the Sixers need more time to be a, a cohesive unit. But that whatever, I'm not going to get back into that. <laughs> but the Nuggets look awesome. The way they moved the ball last night, it was stellar. Yeah, no, I... I, they, I, I yeah. I agree. I think they're going to go on. I mean, you know, I think they're going to go on to win the series. So I think they're going to go on to win the series. And then it's going to be them versus the Warriors. And the Warriors will win. And Warriors, Bucks, and Warriors will win. But that's all right. That's just what I think. Or we could be here. We could be watching a week from now and seeing that it's Blazers, Rockets out of nowhere. Could be. The Rockets, I mean, we'll definitely be in touch. We'll definitely be texting about it. <laughs> the Rockets, I mean, yeah, I don't. Neither of us think the Rockets will win, but I'm not completely counting them out. I mean, I'm not counting them out. I just think the Warriors are going to win. Yeah, that's that's been a fun one to watch. Those games have been crazy. I, I can't wait for this game tonight. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be watching. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the the scoring differential between the first four games has been six points. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's. Yeah, one th- one thing. I, uh, yeah, that's one thing I will say, is that these conference semifinal series have been so fun. Oh yeah. B- besides last night, <laughs> at oh, least for me. Last night was last night stunk, but yeah. And then the Celtics series hasn't been good, but it's yeah. been fun to watch Giannis beat him up. Yeah. No offense to those Celtics fans out there, but Giannis looks awesome, man. Mm-hmm. He is. What I love about him is you know what he's gonna do. But you can't, you can't do anything can't about stop. it. You can you can foul him as many times as you want. Yeah, and then you'll go to the line yeah. twenty times a game. Yep. And yeah, he doesn't shoot that great of a percentage, but it doesn't matter. He's still getting there. And when you shoot it that imagine, many times, imagine if he works on his on his free throws Oof. and he becomes a a better knockdown. I think he's shooting 
like 42% from three this series. I mean, obviously he's not shooting in volume, but still. Yeah, I mean, if he if he got his free throw shooting and his three-point shooting down, that's, that's, that's I mean, he's already scary. scary. He's already scary. If he got those down next year, I mean, they could win a finals. I think they definitely could win a finals this year. I mean, he l- and that's without him having those attributes. So imagine that if he gets those down. I mean, we're talking, if he can get those down and be just as dominant, I mean, we're talking one of the best, honestly. When he's on the court, he's every time he's on the court, he's basically saying, I'm going to drive, stop me. Mm-hmm. He's not actually saying it, obviously, but that's pretty much what it means when you see Giannis on the court. I'm going to come into the paint, do something about it, <laughs> and nothing can be done. The first game, it looked like they were trying to figure it out, but... Ever since they've been able to figure it out, tell you what, him versus Kawhi will be fun to watch, man. Uh, or him versus Embiid and Simmons. Oh, man. <laughs> he, will eat those, he will eat those boys alive in, in Philadelphia. Well, well, we'll see about that when it happens. But yeah. No, but, yeah, I mean, he, he everyone knows what he's going to do, and that's why – the few times where he does somehow get blocked or something, that's why it's such a big deal because it, it never happens. I mean, like Horford had that one block on him this series, and that's probably the only block that's happened this whole series, which is why it was such a big deal. I mean, he's just he's unstoppable. He, he's, he's awesome. Fun. All right, what do you want to get into next? Well, I mean, kind of going off those lines, I mean, I mean, obviously you have MVPs each season, but kind of what we were thinking about before, like who is actually the best player in the, in the NBA right now? I think it's still LeBron. I agree, for sure. I think LeBron, I still... Oh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah I, well, I, I didn't expect we, that. We agreed on this. <laughs> and, I'll tell you, most people don't think it's LeBron anymore. Yeah, I know, which Here, is... Here, we can just piggyback off, off of each other and shout out LeBron, let's go. Yeah, go I, mean, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, if I was... Um, the manager of any team, I would rather have LeBron on my team. I think, I just think that you can put him up in that conversation right now with him and LeBron and possibly being the greatest of all time. Whereas Giannis, I mean, he's young. And I, I think he could one day possibly get to that point because he looks so dominant. But as for right now, he's LeBron is already... Yeah, right. He's not, he's not even close to there. It'll take a couple of years for him to get there. And LeBron is, is at that point. And... I've I've for a long time have thought he's the greatest player of all time, and even if you don't have as great of a season like this year, where you're on, you know, uh, the team he was on, the season he had, even with that, that doesn't discount the fact that that he's still the greatest player of all time, at least in my opinion. And I would rather have the greatest player of all time on my team rather than someone that definitely has a good chance of getting into that conversation but isn't there yet. So I yeah, LeBron for sure best player in the NBA right now. If we're talking about building around someone, I would I would definitely say Giannis because he's younger. Like, for the future, I'm saying. Because LeBron doesn't have that much time left. But I do think LeBron is still the best player in the league. I'm not going to just shout out the uh, greatest player of all time thing because I don't, I don't like to make a determination on that because I haven't been around to see everybody play. And I don't think it's fair for me to judge that. And I think it's disrespectful to the... Uh, Oh, I don't mean any disrespect. No, I, I'm not saying you do. That's just how I feel. Like okay. I, I need, I would have liked to see Jordan play live, and then I could know, maybe, but anyway, um, regardless, you don't even have to bring that up. He's still scoring at his career average this year. 
He's rebounding. Uh, he gets nine rebounds uh, a game during this season, which is two better than his career average. He has more assists than his career average this year. Better field goal percentage than his career average this year. His three-point percentage is a little under about the same. His free throw percentage did drop off this year. He does have to work on that. But the guy, he's still LeBron James. Here's the thing. He went off last postseason, and that's when it was like, that was the that was the that was the the height of when everybody was saying, "Oh, he's better than Jordan," right? When he put his team on his back last year, that's when all that talk really came to its mm-hmm. pinnacle. Mm-hmm. But now, because they're not in the playoffs anymore, it's dropped off, and. That's fine. I get he's not playing right now, and he's not as relevant right now, but he's still the best player in the league. He went to the Lakers, who were towards the bottom of the league the year before, and at one point during the season, they were the four seed in the West. Mm -hmm. If LeBron didn't get hurt, they were making the playoffs, and then who knows what playoff LeBron would would have shown us. Yeah, I he mean, could be he could be still playing right now. We don't know. LeBron in the playoffs is a magical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's amazing in the playoffs. You can't you can't just dethrone him that fast. You right. can't put him all the way up there with with saying, "Oh, Jordan and LeBron last season." Now all of a sudden, it's because he got hurt for a good part of the season. It wasn't really himself when he came back, but still put up around his career numbers or better. You can't just rip them off the throne that fast. KD, Giannis, Kawhi, approaching, they haven't eclipsed him yet. Yeah, I think after that series last year against the Raptors in the playoffs, I think, I mean, I mean that was a that was a sweep, wasn't it? LeBron and the Cavs over the Raptors. I think so. Yeah, I mean after that, I, 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 I think he can do anything in the NBA Finals. Or in the NBA playoffs. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely think that he's still the best. And, yeah, Giannis, as for right now, when you're looking long-term, yeah, it's probably better to build off him just because he is younger. But I still think that LeBron is definitely the best player and definitely the one that if you're looking for an immediate answer, if absolutely, then he's, he's your guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, I will say a lot of those numbers were, you know, with his averages being up uh, in rebounds and assists. I mean, he was carrying this team probably the most he's ever had to carry a team, which probably is the reason for some of those. Not as but, much as last year in the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's true. But, uh, but I mean, even with that, though, he's still putting up these numbers. I mean, at how, however old he is. I mean, he's still putting up these crazy numbers. He's still, I mean, just play. I mean, besides the injury, and, and you know, he played a little different after the injury. Besides all that, I mean, you just watch the guy play. I mean, you, you just can't help but think he's the best player. So, yeah, I think everybody has to hold their horses. I think that the next closest guy is probably Durant. But right, and that's and that's because he's he's older than Giannis, and he's he's, he's a better he's, he's all around player. More, yeah, all around for sure. He's a better shooter. 
Um, and yeah, you can play all around, and that could just be because he's a lot older and more experienced. But yeah, well, I think Durant's definitely second. Let's see next year when LeBron is back and healthy, and when Durant goes somewhere else. I'm presuming, and he's really gonna have to take on an even bigger role than he's taking out right now. Right now, he's the alpha guy in the Warriors, but the alpha guy in the Warriors doesn't mean as much if you're the alpha guy in the Knicks when you don't have a Steph Curry or a Klay Thompson or a, a Cousins or a Draymond there with you. When you're when he's by himself, he's really going to have to take over, and then maybe he'll show us that he's eclipsed LeBron, but he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Do you think... You think the Knicks will go after Durant? Absolutely. Well, I mean, like, do you think they have like a, the best shot of him and possibly Kyrie too? I don't. I mean, what do I know? I just <laughs> I keep hearing all these rumors that they're they're both going to to New York, which would be awesome. And Zion maybe. I mean, we got to see how we do Tuesday. Yeah. I'm praying. I'm praying for number one. But even as long as we're in the top three, we can still get a solid player. Yeah, and I mean, that for sure. I mean that that would take. I mean, it would just be crazy what those few additions could do for a team like the Knicks. I mean, they've been the worst team past couple of years now, and they have a very really good chance of landing one, maybe two, maybe all three of those guys, and that would be a lot of fun to see. I mean, just a team go from. Nobody to all of a sudden three of the best players in the league. I mean, well, we'll see about Zion, but. I'll tell you what, though. Don't overlook the the talent, the young talent that the Knicks do have. They may not have had a good season this year, but they do still have Dennis Smith Jr. Mitchell Robinson was a great defensive player for us this year. I know you probably never heard of him, but I'm a Knicks fan, so I know about him. <laughs> they were actually pretty decent players and I think if we add some superstars to the team like like KD and Kyrie and then we get a nice draft pick we're gonna be we're gonna be for real right and then then it'll just be a competition for who those last two guys that are already on the roster that are going to compete and try to win out those last two starting five spots so yeah they'll play better yeah and then yeah those guys are pretty good players and for sure I think they'll play harder and get better and prove that they can be on that that starting five so yeah they've, if the Knicks can pull this off they could be a really good team for sure and one last topic with the NBA just because it's such breaking news basically is with Ty Lu and the Lakers they've been apparently yesterday and today they've been going back and forth on contract negotiations and Ty Lu's been fighting for five years and a lot of money, and the Lakers aren't quite giving him that yet. And so it's been crazy to see. I mean, they they went from – it seemed like just today that it was for sure their guy. And then an hour ago they announced that they are looking at a couple other guys still. So I, I, I definitely think that – I mean, it's tough to give – I mean, it's tough to give Ty Lu like, those five years and everything that he's asking for. But I, I think that'd be the right move for the Lakers. I think when you look at Ty Lue's record, I mean, he he's won an NBA title, and he pl- he won two titles as a player for the Lakers, so I think he's a really good fit. I mean, him and LeBron worked well, and, I mean, 
a lot of people, I know a lot of people kind of think LeBron was more the coach on that team. But, I mean, Ty Lu, I mean, you hear talk about him, he's just because of his experience in the game and he was a great defensive player. I mean, he was a a good all-around point guard. He knows the game really well. I think it would be a great move for the Lakers if they were to negotiate a little more and sign him. I think that'd be what the, exactly what they need. You got to give LeBron what he wants. Yeah, and, LeBron's and, yeah, your star player. That's who you signed to be your guy and help the Lakers get back to be relevant and win the championship. LeBron wants Ty Lue. Give him what he wants and get him on the team. For sure. Yeah, I think that's what they need to do. And unfortunately, we've only got ten minutes left of the last show of the year, and so. I was thinking we could do a, just get into a little little MLB. And, you know, it's been kind of a crazy season so far with the Red Sox not performing at the level everyone thought and whatnot. But I think the biggest surprise to a lot of people, especially me and to my joy, is that my Minnesota Twins are currently sitting at first in the American League. And they've looked like one of the best teams in the MLB and just because I won't be able to talk about them for the next few months I think right now they're first in the AL I don't know if they'll be first in the AL when we come back but I think they'll be first in the AL Central for sure I mean they've they picked up some hitters this offseason they got CJ Crone Jonathan Scope and Nelson Cruz and all of a sudden this team's hitting multiple home runs every night and they've got the they they've had these pitchers on the team, a couple that they've been developing, a couple of new guys they picked up, and all of a sudden these guys are forming into what the Twins have wanted, and now they're pitching shutouts and low-scoring games every night. So watch out for my Minnesota Twins because they they are on fire right now, and I think they'll keep it up. So that's my prediction for my Minnesota Twins over the summer. I'm hoping to go watch some games in person, but... I, I I mean they they are unstoppable right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of games in the MLB, for sure. But I just they they got the weapons all of a sudden. And it's so early, but just because we won't be able to talk about them the rest of the summer, I, that's just my prediction. Yeah, I'll talk about my Mets a little bit if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I mean they're under five hundred now, so I don't know what I have to say, but we'll see. Well, we've had a little <laughs> bit of a of a downward slope. That's okay. It happens. Long uh, season. Hopefully they could improve and try to compete a little bit more as the as the spring turns to summer. Definitely going to go check out some games. I love going to City Field and watching my guys play. I'll tell you what, their record may not be that awesome, but they're having some very good individual performances. First one I'd like to shout out is Pete Alonzo. Yeah, he's at, he's been playing really well for sure. Pete Alonso's our rookie first baseman, who was the NL Rookie of the Month for the month of April. Six three two forty five. This guy, monster, big big guy. I love him. <laughs> he's a great uh, attitude. He almost reminds me of a of a baseball version of Rob Gronkowski. He seems he's like very fun at the huh. media. He, yeah. he says some fun stuff in his interviews. I, I think he's a pretty funny guy. Um. His nickname is Polar Bear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he has he's 11 homers so far this year. That's great. Right up there in, like, top 10 in, in all of the league. 
batting 284, 31 RBIs. That's up there of top 10 in the in the MLB. Really liking what I'm seeing from him. And then I'd also like to give out to uh, his partner in crime, Jeff McNeil, nicknamed Squirrel. As you can you see the picture Poor of Jeff, Jeff McNeil. He looks yep. like a squirrel. That's all right, though. He's a great player. Batting 352 right now. Wow. Which is... And how many games? Uh, it doesn't show me games here, but he... 28 at bats. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. He, uh... He was a rookie. He was a rookie last year. Yeah, he was a rookie last year. He's a great player. Uh, three fifty two. I think the only batting average better than that right now is uh, Bellinger. Bell. Oh yeah. Bellinger. Yeah, yeah. he's been going off. He's but, been going off. But uh, what do you think the Mets will be sitting at once? We, once we come back, what's your prediction as of right now? Where will they be when? When once we get our first show of the next semester? I bet you they'll be. Still, still third in the in the NL. Winning record. I don't know, but th- I bet you they'll be they'll be middle of the pack in the in the NL East. Fighting for the division crown, possibly still. Hopefully, uh, I don't I don't know. This this team is uh, it's a young team with these guys like McNeil and and Alonzo and Conforto, we need to get the starting pitching going. And the bats mm-hmm. were going earlier on in the year, but they've kind of slowed down a little bit. Cano just shout out to Robinson Cano. He got his uh his two thousand five hundredth hit of his career wow. yesterday. A nice double to center field. He's the hundred and first player in MLB history to do that. Great accomplishment. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer one one day. Um yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they what they could do. Mm-hmm. They're they're fun to watch because I like watching my guy Pete Alonzo. So mm-hmm. All right. I'm still rooting for him. So we're gonna do we're gonna do favorite moments of the year. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna end this so, year with with just a look back at some of our favorite so sports moments. As this in year. 2019, or are we talking like the whole school year? I'd say. The so whole so year. since since last August. Okay. Because Go ahead. because one of mine is really early on, and yes, I'm probably biased, but. Game week one of the NFL season, I Sunday knew night you were football. Say that. <laughs> Sunday night football, Aaron Rodgers. That's when he got hurt, right? He gets hurt. Yeah. That. Against the Bears at home. They're down big at the half. He trots back onto the field, leads them on a huge comeback. They win it 24-21. And, I mean, it was like a movie. The guy goes out, he runs back on the field, just has a huge comeback. And although the season wasn't what we quite wanted, that was such a great game. That was such a cool moment. And that that – I would say that that's my more biased moment of the year. And just from a more neutral standpoint, I'd probably say Tiger winning the Masters. That was so cool just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I'm not a huge watching golf person, so I can't say much about the sport. But just seeing him after everything he's gone through and going on to win the Masters, that was that was so cool. So on to you. Uh, I have to go. I have, like, three things. I'll shout <laughs> them out real quick. Uh, number one was that game... A couple days ago, Portland versus Nuggets went into four overtimes. Oh, yeah. That was, that was awesome. One of the coolest basketball games I've ever seen. I don't think I, I could ever remember a game going into four OTs. This is the first time, the first playoff game since 1950-something that a game went into four OTs. I was up until like 2 in the morning. <laughs> so much fun. Awesome game. Uh, I also really liked the Purdue versus Virginia Elite Eight game when Carson Edwards 
was just hitting every single shot from three-point land. And every time he was taking a shot, I was like, that's a bad shot. But he kept making them. <laughs> what an awesome game. That went into overtime. That was a lot of fun to watch. And then a Boston College moment was uh, mm. getting to go to college game day when Boston College was playing Clemson this year yeah. in football. That was awesome. That was really cool. Me and my buddies, me and my roommates were on TV and for the opening of of uh, college game day. And... We had a great time that that whole day, and even though we lost to Clemson, you know Clemson ended up winning the national championship. And, and, and they, they they injured our quarterback. They that was the only way they could beat us in the, in the first series. I really think we had a fighter's chance. Yeah, we actually held them to a uh, narrower point differential than Alabama did in the championship game. Yeah, and so most teams by <laughs> by uh, deference or any you know math. <laughs> one of those properties. One of those properties. Transitive property. By, by the transitive pro exactly. That's what I was thinking of Isaiah. By the transitive property, Boston College fighting soaring eagles are better than <laughs> Bama Crimson Tide. Wow. Just putting it out there. Yep, on the air. <laughs> just putting it out. I mean, I'm just transitive property guy. Yep. I'm a math guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a science major. Yeah. But hey. I, I will say, though, real quick, just for me, that was like a dream come true. I remember the whole season just hoping, like looking ahead, like, oh, there's not that many big games. Maybe we'll get game day. That was a dream come true for me. That was so cool. That was awesome. It was a great year for sports. Yeah. Sad that we have to come to an end on the show for the semester, unfortunately. But we thank you all for listening. We thank you so much. We've had a lot of fun, and we'll be right back at it next year. Start off the year right away. We'll get right back into it. So, again, thank you all. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. It's been a great semester. Never thought that I'd be doing a radio show about <laughs> sports here at Boston College, but mm -hmm. uh, we are given the opportunity. We've really had a lot of fun with it, and I thank everybody for listening along with us every week and can't wait to be back in here talking to you guys uh, when August comes around. Yep. We wish you all a great summer. We thank you again. And this has been The Extra Point. Good night. Good night.